Hello, everyone. This is the Crucial Talks podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Sedam. In this episode, we're going to talk about human behavior and how it fits with safety. Although we're talking about safety, the reality is you can mold the same information to fit with any area where human beings are the key to performance. Think about your profession. You could be a CEO, a steel worker, a construction foreman, a police officer, a firefighter, an airplane pilot, or a race car driver. The one constant in all of these professions is the dependence on people to get the job done. Because of that, we can think about human behavior like the Force in Star Wars. It surrounds everything. To understand what we mean by the Force, let's listen to one of the greatest masters ever to use the Force, Yoda. It's energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship. You want the impossible. Is it really impossible, like Luke says at the end? Or is it really something we can understand? Is it something that surrounds everything we do? Is human behavior something that can really help us in safety, in leadership, in communication? Now, in safety, one of the best ways I've been able to think about this is through the old view and the new view of safety. And Sidney Decker gets all the credit for this, in, in my opinion, because that's the, uh, the person I've read about the most that talks about it. And he wrote a great book called The Field Guide to Understanding Human Error, where he explains two ways to look at human error, the old view and the new view. Decker, in my opinion, although I never got a chance to ask him in person, but I'd love to someday, I think he supports the new view of safety where we're able to think of people as solutions and not problems. This differs from the old view, basically because in the old view, we're saying that, hey, look, there are a few people that are the problem, and these people contribute to the errors and resulting failures that occur from those errors. So people that subscribe to this way of thinking believe that when something bad happens, it's got to be because of that individual that made the mistake. These folks think the systems they're working in are inherently safe. And the problem is when people misbehave in that system, they pretty much say, hey, look, the system's good. The people are bad. Maybe those people didn't care enough. Maybe they weren't serious enough about their job. Maybe, just maybe, if we fix that person, the problem would be solved. Maybe if we punish that person, it would prove to everyone else that people just need to care more. So this old view of safety is one that we can relate to old views of management. For example, look at Frederick Taylor's scientific management, and we can see some similarities. Taylor believed, and many people did accept, that we can find one best way to accomplish a work task. All of this thinking and belief in scientific management really came during the Industrial Revolution, and it was a way to think about how people do their jobs, but it really put people into this this mechanistic view of what they do. It makes it seem like no matter who's doing the job, if they do the task like it has been scientifically determined is the best way, then production will increase. And if that's the case, it's only the people that don't follow that scientific method that are the problem. 
And if you fix those people or get rid of them, then you don't have a problem. But the reality is people are only part of a larger system. And no matter how much they care, no matter how much they want to do a good job, there will be errors made. We're human beings. People make mistakes. I honestly believe that most of the things people do wrong, they didn't set off that day to do. They didn't want that bad thing to happen, but it happens. And in safety, when you think about those human errors, if you can understand that those errors are going to happen, then we can start moving down the road of how to be more safe. And if you relate this to management or leadership or communication, we need to realize human beings are part of the larger system. And how we deal with human beings and understand what drives people will make us better in everything we do. And it'll make them happier and healthier and more motivated. Now, the fact is, and something we all have to grasp, is that bad things happen to good people. That's true in safety, just as it is true in other organizational concepts that we're talking about. Leadership, communication, even more technical things like budgeting. These systems and people do not exist in a vacuum. And when we try to make these things very linear and scientific, we're ignoring that fact that people do exist in complex situations. If we can realize that our problems are not due to a few bad actors and that the majority of the people in our organizations actually want to do good work, we can understand how human behavior is more of a concept than a set of rules to follow. It truly is something like the force, as explained by Yoda. It surrounds everything we do. If we understand what drives people, we have a better chance of developing systems that can account for human behavior. People will fail. When they do, it would be great if they were in a system that considered that fact. It would be beneficial if that system allowed for failure without an extremely bad occurrence. In order to start using human behavior like Yoda uses the Force, we can begin with three main steps. First, we need to internalize and realize that human behavior is part of everything we do. At work, at home, on weekends, it's just part of everything we do. And then the second thing is, we should understand that human decision-making is an emotional concept. It's not technical, it's not linear, it's emotional. And we always need to consider context of situations. So first, think about what you do at work, at home, and with your friends. All of the different things you do are very difficult to fit into a box. Your job, job description may not change for years, maybe even decades. But think about what you do at work. And think about how it's in constant flux. Your job description is on a piece of paper that never changes Yet, you know that your job is constantly fluctuating between what you're doing and how you're doing it. There's a constant adaptability. Your ability to adjust your behavior is based on the decisions you make. And those decisions come from the same part of your brain where feelings and emotions exist. So knowing that decision-making is emotional helps us to understand that when given a set of circumstances... People will behave based on the role they think they need to play at that time. This allows people to make sense of the world around them and the situation they're in. Here's an example. Put a submariner, and I said that correctly. I just learned that, uh, by the way, that submarine crews pronounce it submariner, not submariner. So think about a submariner. 
in a Virginia-class nuclear attack submarine during an emergency. Think about what they're going to do. Even if you know nothing about nuclear submarines, you can anticipate that those crew members will respond based on the identity that is driving them at the time. They may be in navigation, they may be doing sonar, they may be electrical uh, specialists, but they'll do what they think is required of the role they need to play at that time. Put the same submariner in an airplane during an emergency, and they will act upon the role at that time, a passenger. So the roles people play are our sense-making tools. They are how we deal with the context of the situations that we're in. And the roles that are, that are driving our behavior have feelings associated with them. And that is what drives our decision-making. This is why context is so important to consider when dealing with human behavior. You have to think about context. One way to think about it is to consider the factors that shape our day-to-day experiences. If context didn't matter how you feel at work, how you feel at home, these things wouldn't change much. The decisions of our supervisors, the moods of our loved ones, the small inconveniences we deal with in traffic or at the store, these are all examples of contextual factors that can shape our day-to-day experiences. If we can agree that context affects us, we should also agree that context affects everyone else. And this means it affects human behavior. Too many times in safety and management, problems are treated as linear problems. If we did A and B, C wouldn't have happened. Or because of A and B, C happened. With a higher understanding of human behavior, we can begin to sift through the complexity of successes and problems. So here's something to consider. I've looked at accident investigations side by side. Now in those reports, you can see similar verbiage. And this verbiage being similar in the summary, the cause, and the conclusion of the accident investigation. And even the outcome of the accident was very similar. However, when you look deeper into it, you see that the accidents happen on different days. They happened at different times, in different locations, and involved completely different people. Yet it appeared as if much of the investigation was cut and paste. So I want to think about that just a little bit and talk about it. So think about these, these cases of accident investigation. We're talking about different people, different times of day, and yet we're, we're writing down things that are very, very similar. How can we then try to figure out what drove that incident to happen if we don't think about the context, what the people involved in that situation were thinking? You know they didn't want to get in a a collision that day. You know they didn't want to get hurt. You know they didn't want to hurt anybody else. You know they just wanted to go on with their day and go home at night and have a good dinner and rest. But this bad thing happened. But we look at the report, and it's very similar how we wrote it. So why is that? Why do we do that? Why is it so linear when we know it's more complex than that? Thinking about that. We need to understand that if we really want to have an impact on human behavior in ways that will make people healthier, happier, and more productive, we need to realize that human behavior is not linear. It surrounds everything we do. And people make decisions based on what they feel is the right thing to do at the time, given the situation. And that's why context is so, so important. 
So if you'd like more information, please feel free to visit CrucialTalks.com and make contact with me. I'm available through the website, via email, call me on the phone, um, or connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Now, if you can, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast, share it, and give it a rating. And if there's anything else you want to hear about, please let me know. I'm always looking for good episode ideas. I want to start doing some interviews also, but I'm going to have to get a little more technologically savvy on how to do these podcasts. But that is something I want to do in the near future. So if you if you have something you want to hear about or, or even if you want to be on the podcast, please reach out and let me know. So thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people. Thank you.